Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Mary. I'm Christina. And today we have with us a very special guest, Crystal Dandridge, owner of the book bar in Richmond, Virginia which is a Black-owned, woman-owned bookstore that centers BIPOC authors and brands in an effort to uplift and support a culture that is often silenced. Welcome, Crystal, and thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. I know you have a very busy schedule. You had a big event yesterday, which we'll talk about a little bit later, which is awesome. Crystal, what are your pronouns? She, her. So just give us a little intro to the book bar. Tell us what it's all about. The book bar is a bookshop or bookstore and wine shop. It's really a boutique bookstore. We center black and brown voices, black and brown creatives, black and brown authors, black and brown wines. The art, everything in there is very much to promote and uplift black and brown people. And the events that we do also reflect that. And so it's just kind of a space for community, a safe space for people just to kind of come in and take a load off, you know, a little self-care, a little self-care. And yeah, that's the book bar. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, you can definitely tell when you go into that space that it's set up for relaxation and community to be together. There's lots of space for seating and for groups to sit together. It's really awesome. Yeah. Take away the books and it even could be like a wellness spa. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love the story. I've read the story of on your website of how the book bar came to be, how you came to open a bookshop. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. It's always a funny question because I don't remember what I say to people. Uh, (laughs) But it really comes down to, I mean, I've been a reader my entire life. And so growing up, the difficult thing was finding books by people who look like me with stories about people who look like me and, you know, had similar experiences. Um, I'd walk into bookstores and they would have like an urban book section, which is fine. That's great except black people are not a monolith. So what are some other stories that are not urban fiction stories? And that's if I found somebody who would like me in the store. If they were in the store, it was like in a section in the corner, somewhere in the back, very few books. And I just, I got tired of that. And that was growing up. And so to even, you know, now in my 30s, to still walk into some bookstores and that's the same exact experience, to me, it was problematic. And so I figured, why not create a space, especially given Richmond doesn't, didn't at the time currently have one, um, and hadn't had one for some years, well over, I think, two decades, going on three decades, Richmond had not had a Black-owned bookstore. And so for me, it was just kind of like, well, this is what I want. Let's create it. Yeah, that's so wild and so important because there's so many wonderful Black writers and readers here. You know, it's such an important part mm-hmm. of the readership community here. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, it's wild to me because Richmond, you know, I love living in Richmond. I've lived here for a long time. I feel like it thinks of itself as like a cool place to be as really a more modern place to be. But it took until 2022 to get a black owned bookstore in Richmond that considers itself a really literary town. Because Richmond is full of bookstores, which is a great thing. Mm -hmm. Richmond is full of independent bookstores, but you just can't find 
can't find black or brown bookstores. And I just, I, I never understood why. And you talked a little about it, but maybe flesh out a little bit about why it's important that that kind of space is in our community. Why is it important to the community of Richmond or to any community to have that Black-owned, woman-owned, but specifically Black-owned bookstore? Right. Representation. Representation matters. Um, at the end of the day, everyone wants to be able to see themselves in any role there is, any role possible, you know? And when you have so many forces kind of working against you, be it like media, whatever, you have everything that you're seeing is very much mainstream, very much white. It's like, all right, so where do I fit in? And so to have representation right in your own backyard is extremely important because it's, you know, yes, times are changing. Yes, things are reflected on the TV. But again, I'm in my 30s. That, you know, that's not how this looked when I was growing up. And so while things are shifting, it's still important because there's there's going to be a little girl, a little boy who wants to own a bookstore or who loves reading books or who wants to see stories about that, you know, about people like them. And so walking into a space where you know that it's no question, there is acceptance because we know that that's not everywhere you go. So walking into a space where you know Without a doubt, you're going to be accepted. You're going to find people who look like you and you're going to have something that you can aspire to. That's important. Representation just, it matters. Absolutely. That importance has been so clear through the outpouring of support and community engagement that you've had for your year that you've been open. You just celebrated your first anniversary on February 5th. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Incredible. And and I know it's just going to blossom even more as you're running it. What does it mean to you? To know that you've successfully provided that space for the community for a, a whole year now. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't really know how to answer that. Because I think I'm kind of still processing it. Like, I still am trying to process everything. The fact that I've been around for a year. The fact that it's not the easiest thing to do. And I, I it's interesting because everyone's like, oh, you just, you know, I'd love to own a bookstore. You just kind of read books all day. And I'm like, I wish. <laughs> I wish that is what I did. Like, yes, you guys walk in and you might see me reading a book. However, that's probably in the midst of everything else I have going on because I still love reading books, but I also have to read books. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you walk in and see me reading a book and I'm actually working. Like, it's not just me lounging around reading. And so trying to process everything and still stay grounded, um, still keep the mission forefront because that's always not, that's not always the easiest thing to do. It's It's hard to really understand what it truly means you know it's been a year and so for me i'm like a year is not that long but on the flip side i'm also like but it's been a year it's been a year so long yeah <laughs> it's, it's been... especially for a business right yeah. especially for a business with a storefront wildling <laughs> we don't have a location <laughs> so it's like uh, all we have to do is have an email account you know <laughs> yeah no you this in the storefront because that's the other piece of it. The, the storefront has been around for a year the business opened juneteenth of 2021 virtually mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, the storefront has been a year. The business has been around a little bit longer, not much, but a little bit longer. And like you said, that storefront makes the difference because you don't pay rent on an email. Trust me. I remember those first six months or seven months and I was like, okay, I got this. And then that storefront hit and I was like, okay, what's (laughs) due? Yeah. Wildling, you know, being remote, we still have plenty to fill our days, plenty of work to do all the time. Tell us a little bit about what a day in the life of a bookstore owner is like, because I know you're juggling a a million things all the time. Do you get any breaks for yourself? Do you make sure to take breaks for yourself? And what's your sort of day to day look like? 
I do my best to take breaks um, just because self-care is important to me. So I do my best to take breaks. However, I am still a therapist. Uh, I am still a licensed therapist. And so I am still doing therapy on the days that the store is closed. Yes. Wow. You know, so I I try to schedule and I do have someone who works very part time for me just to kind of give myself a day off. And that took a long time to get to because for the longest, I, I, I went almost a year without a day off. Oh, my God. And so there is that. Now, chaos is probably how I would describe my days. There are some days where it's not, but for the most part, it's chaos because I'm either placing orders, following up on orders, trying to figure out what the next order is going to be, you know, just trying to plan an event, um, getting events together that are already planned and making sure I have everything in order. Or like if we speak of like yesterday's event, trying to figure out how I'm going to seat everybody because though the tickets sold out, people are still showing up and, you know, now what I figure out what problem. to do. What a good problem. It's like, it, well, and it's funny because everyone's like, that's a great problem to have. And I'm like, yes, after the fact, in the moment, it's not a great problem to have. Right. In the moment, right. I'm like, I don't want to turn you away, but I don't know where you're going to sit. And I don't <laughs> want you to have to stand for two hours, which, you know, doesn't seem like a long time. But I'm like, you know, these people coming in... We're not talking about teenagers who don't have 30 plus year old knees and backs. Right. <laughs> That's talking, so important. You know, we're talking yeah. about adults who can't stand that long. So, you know, great problem to have. But like, this is where this is the day to day is like, OK, do I have all of the inventory I need? Oh, shipping is shipping is delayed. OK, how long is shipping delayed? OK, so I won't have any books for the holidays, like none, like none of my books are coming. None of the hundreds of books I ordered, none, nothing showing up. Oh, OK. No, that's that's oh fine. God. I can I can be a bookstore without books. Like, Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs books? You have to really now? learn to pivot. You adapt. But I yes. also say the community has been super supportive because I'm very transparent. I will tell you, hey, I ordered books. Don't know where my books are. I can order some more for you. <laughs> And they're like, no, it's okay. We'll wait. Let's go ahead and place an order. It's okay. And, you know, that to me is the support mm-hmm. that I need and the support that is helpful because that's what kind of keeps me going. I'm like, I feel bad when I don't have books, but I, I'm like, I promise I ordered them. I just don't know where they are. Like, I just had a shipment <laughs> right. of over 100 books come in on Friday. And I placed that order like three, three and a half weeks ago. And I'm like, I placed it knowing I had this event. And I was like, let's over order. Wow. Let's get some books. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I placed the order. <laughs> I don't know where my books are at, but I placed the wow. order. And I'm about to have over 100 people in the store. And I don't have a book for them. Like, I don't have anything. So, oh you gosh. know, it showed up, thankfully. But that's the day. <laughs> we can definitely relate to that, trying to get authors their books in time for their events as well. That's, there's so many elements of buying books that are just like out of your hands. Yes. Most of it is out of our and hands. you try to really prepare <laughs> it well in advance. Right. But it still can show up late even then. It's crazy. And it's, it's and it, you know, it it's part of the business. But again, it's that year, that year that's learning. That's all I was like, I learned over that year a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's great that you still have that support. I remember on your grand opening day, obviously, you know, grand opening day, very day one of the first year. So anything could happen. And I remember you coming out and right before we were allowed, we were able to go in, you were talking about the fact that you didn't have the books that you had ordered yet. You were always still waiting on so many books. And I walked in and I know that you, it's much more full now, but it still was so beautifully set up. The yeah. books looked great. Um, You had them like facing out, which yeah. I love because that lets you see the cool covers and people were still just flooding in and having the greatest time. So it was great. You know, I think that because you've created that sense of community and the the sense of space over just 
a place to buy books. Mm-hmm. Ordering that book is important, right? But I don't think you'll ever run out of people that still support you and, and love that space. That's the great part about it. Like the grand, the grand opening was a shocker for me. <laughs> I don't know what I expected to happen. But when I walked out and saw the number of people in my mind, I was like, oh, it'll probably be like 20, maybe 50 people. Like, oh it won't be a whole lot. I Like, very naive of me because I walked out and like my family was there. Um, if you came to the grand opening, you saw my family because they were everywhere helping everyone. Oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> behind the register mostly, but they were definitely everywhere, them and my friends. And prior to the grand opening, like as we were standing inside, I was like, no, I'll cut the ribbon. A few people come in, but you guys can probably just go back to my house and just, you know, relax. I won't need any help. And then we opened the doors and everyone came in and I was like, so y'all can't leave. Um, <laughs> you have to stay. And I just need all hands on deck. Don't ask me what I need you to do. Because at this point, I don't know. Because I wasn't expecting everybody to be here. So thanks for staying. <laughs> Sorry you're hungry, but we're here now. <laughs> we're here. We're in this together. We're going to make it through. And I and I appreciate the patience. That line, if you were there, that line was like wrapped around the store. Um, yeah. And then just in, the, it was just all three people and the store was packed. I'm like in panic mode because I was like, oh, the city said my capacity is this. And we're like way over that. Um, yeah. should I put people out, make those date? Like, what do I do? Again, brand new to retail. So I was like, what do I do? Do I not let them in? It's cold outside. It's February. So it's freezing outside. Right. I was like, we're just going to have to take a chance because I don't want anyone catching pneumonia uh, right. <laughs> trying to get into a bookstore. Like, that's ridiculous. Maybe those rules are a little bit soft for a grand opening. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. It was great. It was so much fun. What's your favorite part of running a bookstore? The books. <laughs> Yeah, the books. <laughs> That's okay. a good answer. Um, getting the books early because if you're mm-hmm. a book addict like me, then your TBR is ridiculous. But you still mm-hmm. want the next book, and it, I think it's a tie. I'll say there's a tie between the books and the authors. I have posted about it. I absolutely love meeting authors. I, authors are my rock stars. Like you guys can have all the music artists you want, love them too. But there is nothing like meeting authors, especially because. They're down-to-earth rock stars, or at least the authors that I've met. They are down-to-earth right. rock stars. They're like, yeah, sure, let's chat. And I'm like, really? You want to talk to me? Um, so I think that's <laughs> amazing. And the books, because like I have, I have literally, I'm sitting in, I have arcs sitting right in front of me right now. I get so many arcs, way too many sometimes, but I'm okay with that. I give, some <laughs> away. I give a lot yeah. away, actually. But getting those arcs being, you know, front and center trying to see like what's coming out can i read it when i read it i'm like ooh, let me make a video about it let me post on social media but try not to spoil it <laughs> let's talk about this book and not tell you all why it's so amazing when i just want to be like ooh, and uh, then they did this and then they did that that's so hard because the end the ending can really make or break obviously a book and it would be so hard if you're genuinely giving your your reviews to not include that part of it and that brings me to talk about your your social media presence at RVA Book Bar on Instagram and TikTok. Those are my favorite places to find you because your presence on social media on those channels is so authentic. And I was thinking about it. And I think it's obviously because so many of the posts are just you talking to your followers, talking to this community of readers and giving genuine book reviews. And, and you seem to post a lot, which I can't Sorry. imagine with your your... Your schedule. What kind of advice would you give to, 
I know you're in a particular position as a bookseller, but what advice would you give to someone looking to create sort of an authentic, compelling bookstagram, book talk, whatever channel they want to use? Ignore. Ignore what's already out there. Um, And I say that because when I first opened my IG account, I was going with, you know, oh, well, when when you're on bookstagram, which again is very much all you see, mainstream white faces, that is what you see. You have to literally search for people who look like me. And so what you see are aesthetic pics. That's that's what you see, aesthetic. There is nothing wrong with the aesthetic pic. I actually think they're pretty. I just don't get anything from them personally. And so, but when I started, that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, well, people want to see aesthetics because of course these people's aesthetics, they got, you know, thousands and thousands of likes. So that's what people want. But then I realized I wasn't using my voice. Right. And then again, going back to like the reviews, you would see the aesthetic and then you would see the synopsis of the book. I didn't, I don't like that because I can read the back of the book myself. So because I can read the back of the book myself, you're not really helping me want to buy the book because you just told me what the book would tell me anyway. How is that helpful? And what I learned was I was actually getting better traction when it was my voice versus the voice that matched what you saw on Bookstagram, which was, here's a picture of a book. Here's what the back of the book says. Right. Cool. But I see that on the hundreds of profiles I see every day. So that's not helping me. Versus people who are like, okay, well, but why should I buy this book? Which is what people want to know. They're looking for book recommendations. Yep. There are a lot of people that are cover buyers. I'm a cover buyer. So yes, the pretty book catches my eye because I'm like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> but now for sure. For sure. why should I buy it? So when I, you know, the advice that I have is for BookTok and Bookstagram, because BookTok is very much nothing but videos. Bookstagram is both pictures and reels. But I say, use your voice. Like for me, my personality comes through in my videos, you know, you, it's kind of like talking to me and I love books and I love talking books. So I'm just kind of like, Hey, I'm animated. I like to be very animated. And so I'm like, you know, what would make somebody really understand why you should get this book? And I'm recommending what I like. (laughs) I'm not just kind of like, I'm a bookseller. Here's a book that's in my shop and I have to sell it. No. Uh Uh-huh. Some books are just not for me. And that's okay. So when people come into the shop and they're like, well, what about this book? I'm like, well, if you like XYZ, then you'll like it. It's just not my cup of tea because I'm not a XYZ reader. But on my bookstagram or my book talk, I'm like, yo, did y'all read this? Let me tell you why you should read this. Because you're not going to regret it. I like the books that I'm recommending. So I'm not just kind of like, ooh, I have to sell this. Let me just shove this down your throat and hope that you believe me and come buy it. No, I thought this was amazing. Yeah, I love watching your book recommendations because you are so passionate about them. And for lack of a better term, you give more of the vibe of the book. Like you talk about what it's really like versus just, okay, this is a mystery. This is fantasy. You really give us the elements of the book that are a reason to read that book over others, which is what what we're looking for as book readers. Exactly. And that's such a strong case for why... It's so important to buy from local bookstores over things like Amazon, over even looking on Instagram or BookTok, because the bookseller should be a book reader like you are. And that's where you're really going to have that conversation with someone about what kind of books are coming up, what book recommendations they can make for you. And it's it's just it makes the process so much better than, say, just scanning on Amazon um, for a book. That's why bookstores are so important. Uh, bookstores will forever be important bookstores first of all they're in your community so we're talking about tax dollars 
all of that, that goes back into your community. So why would you want to support a bookstore that is in your community? And I understand like the ease of shopping online and just having it delivered to you in a day or two. I get that. But (laughs) there are so many reasons to choose an independent bookstore over choosing shopping online and supporting something that isn't, it's not in your community. Like it's, it's not in your community. It's not benefiting your community in any way, shape or form. And then the interesting thing is people wonder when they're like, oh, well, bookstores, you know, are obsolete or they don't stick around. They don't stick around because instead of walking in and talking to a person, you decided to click online. And that's not, you know, I'm not against online shopping, but there are also ways to shop online to purchase books that are not through Amazon. So you can still support what's in your community. Bookshop.org. Right. Independent bookstores are on bookshop.org. You can go through bookshop.org, choose the bookstore you want to select, the bookstore, and... (laughs) Your purchase benefits that store, which still supports the store in your community, and you can get it shipped directly to you. Easy. So, that is so nice. We love bookshop.org, and I literally just used it the other day. In my purchase, I bought one book, one paperback book, and it said it gave $5.99 to a local bookstore, yeah, which whoa. is crazy considering that I paid the book was like $18, you know? So yeah, that's, amazing. that's a huge amount for online, which is awesome. It's great. We get the, we get a huge portion of that percentage. And then you have that. And then you also have Libro for those who are like, I only do audiobooks. Right. You have Libro FM, same concept. Yes, absolutely. To sort of wrap up, what are ways that people can support RVA Book Bar if they don't live nearby online you can always support me online <laughs> rvabookbar.com www.rvabookbar.com events are posted there is a link to my bookshop page you go under shop it'll say shop books you can search all of the books you want you can always come inside because you can't lose with that either but there are so many ways you can follow me ig tiktok facebook and youtube at rva book bar come down to the store at 1311 east main street richmond virginia yes. awesome well, thank you so much, Crystal, for being with us today. Thank you. We like for taking time out of your busy schedule. I love the book bar we all do at Wildling and whatever however we can support you, we are here to do that for sure. I appreciate that. And that's how you book. This episode was edited and transcribed by me, Mary Peyton Crook. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com.